Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to equip and inform the members of Harvest Church. My name is Jamie. I have the privilege of serving as a pastor and elder at Harvest Church and joined today by fellow pastor and elder Tony Fisher. Tony, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Yeah, I'm glad you're excited. You're full of energy. This is your favorite thing in the world to do. If you want, you can sing every time you talk. Make it more like a Harvest Beyond Sunday musical. No, I'm okay. Half of the musical. Uh, so we've actually rotated several staff through along the way. Uh, Tony, haven't haven't talked to you yet. A couple things. One, help our church get to know you a little bit. People are really familiar with you, but there's some. I'm sure they don't know you as well. And then secondly help our members get a little bit of an insight behind philosophy of of what we sing why we sing it how we sing it you know we're we're not a zero production church but we're kind of production light we're certainly not overproduced we don't have a lot of fanfare or effects and and all that stuff's intentional and, and so it's not to disparage churches that do but we have a certain philosophy that that uh molds and shapes what we do at harvest so let's just begin personally obviously married to rachel uh she's a small uh, small sized town that lives in your house so why don't you just tell us about <laughs> uh, wife kids and, and background real quick yes yeah, so wife is rachel um we have been married uh about to be 14 years here in a couple weeks we have six children elizabeth judah I don't remember all their names. Rivers, Amos, Hadassah, and Miriam. We call Hadassah Hattie and Miriam Mary. Um, they range from 13 to 4. And uh, and we've been back here. I mean, we, we really moved back to Memphis from Orlando um, about six months into Harvest Church Plant. And so um, you don't always in ministry get to to work in the the town that you grew up in, and so it's been a, a real privilege and joy to be able to to serve in Memphis, which both me and Rachel call home. And before coming back, you mentioned Orlando. I think you were in Atlanta previous to that, uh, serving at churches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what was the what was the role? So uh, I was at First Baptist Atlanta, uh, where uh, Charles Stanley has been pastoring for years. And, uh, and did so you was, disciple him a lot kind of when you were there? I did not. Oh. Um, yeah, I think I had I think I had one thirty second conversation with him maybe in my entire time I was on staff. Um, no, but uh, I was on the student staff there, so I was the student worship and media pastor. Um, uh, it was awesome. It was my first full-time pastoral position. Before that, I'd interned at Germantown Baptist here in town for about four years uh, under Chris Lovell, who was the student pastor there at the time. Um, uh, we've we've had uh, an interesting uh, background. I mean, we, I, you know, I've done a few other things outside of ministry, even um, you know, in the span of the last ten years. But uh, but God has been gracious to to open up opportunity for us to to be in full-time ministry, and so. Um, you know, Orlando, I was at a church there as their worship pastor for about a year and a half. Um, and it really just wasn't a great fit that, that particular church. And so, um, being able to come back to Memphis and and be part of the plant, um, is, uh, has been such an encouragement and joy. Well, you know, I don't like to tell you this stuff to your face, but you do a pretty good job. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, okay, so philosophy of worship. I mean, you kind of you put the, the services together. You you're picking the music, 
I know as best as you can, you want to make it sync up uh, with what's being preached that Sunday. Uh, but just talk through philosophy for a little. You, you, you go to lots of different churches, and you're going to get a different feel. You didn't feel at Harvest versus other churches. Uh, you've worked at different churches that have different type of what's well, the trendy thing now. You know, they create different environments for people, whatever that means. It's a big, uh, environments yeah. of the word. That's yep. right. That's kind of your world. That's not my world. That's <laughs> not my world. Uh, but just kind of talk through our perspective here at Harvest, that, that kind of the why we do things the way we do. Um. Well, you know, talk a little bit, I guess, more kind of my background in, in history. You know, I've, um, you know, the last church that I was at before coming to Harvest um, uh, was a was a joy to be able to serve there. Um, but but philosophy of ministry was just very different. It, it really was um, kind of an, an, an environment where. Um, it was kind of all about the Sunday and there's a lot of churches, um, that are out there these days that uh, kind of, uh, promote that type of mindset. And so, um, what, but what happened and what I saw in that church and what God began to, to really, and had been working in me over the last few years was, you know, our gathering is about coming together as a church body and, and addressing one another with Psalm Simpson spiritual songs as it relates to, to, to music in our, in our, in our gathered body. I mean, that's what the word of God tells us. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in environments even, you know, um, you know, in my formative years where, uh, it, it really turned into, they turned the worship service into an environment, um, and into a production where it was more, um, it was very emotionally driven. It was, um, the, the, the content, I mean, I've, I've been told this by pastors and other people uh, before that the content of the songs that we sing don't matter as much as the passion with which we sing them. Mm. And, and that could there could be nothing further from the truth. Um, you know, when, when we look at especially when it comes from to a, from a, a song perspective and, and the types of songs that we sing here at Harvest, they've 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 got to be saturated with the gospel. Um, we don't need to be singing about. Uh, even, you know, there's a lot of songs in, in, in the Christian world. Even if you listen to a lot of Christian radio today, you listen to the content of the song and it's more about us singing about our response to who God is rather than singing about the character and goodness and the nature of God. And so what we want to do in the songs that we sing is we want to sing the gospel. We want to sing uh, about the glory of who God is. We want to pen of our sin, you know, and, and we want to sing of the cross, you know, and, and, and in that we respond with praise because of what Jesus has done for us. Um, and, and again, that's, that's not really, um, yeah, that's, um, th- there's thankfully there's a lot more churches and there's a trend towards a more healthy, um, way of going about, you know, choosing the songs that we sing and, and singing the gospel through the songs. But that had not been necessarily the environments that I had always grown up in. Yeah. And that's not to say that, uh, yeah, the goal is not emotionless worship. It's certainly not to create a stagnant or environment that feels so formal that there's not expression worship or excitement in worship or energy in worship, but, I do think there's a distinction between uh, kind of kind of what you're aiming at, and if you're aiming at uh, the P 
people being energized and that's the end goal that's 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 completely different than aiming at biblical truth which then in and of itself does energize excite and and move people passionately and and i agree with that i mean one of the things that i desire the most for for our church is is that we would find freedom in in expressing our love to our God. I mean, I mean, you look at the Psalms and I've got it right here. Just, I mean, Psalms 95 and 96, the first couple of verses, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Psalms 96, Oh, oh sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. I mean, these are, these are words, you know, in the scriptures that, I mean, that's a motive. I mean, I mean, when, when David's writing these, I mean, there's, there's celebration that's happening. He's saying, let's sing for joy. And, and I, and I do desire that for our church, that, that as our affections for the Lord are stirred, both through his word and, and, and through the lyrics that we're singing in his songs, that, um, we would be able to do what the Bible's instructing us to do is to sing with joy. And I, and I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, I think is, is really important for us to, to understand. Like we, we have to allow the scripture to lead us in how we're going to respond, mm. uh, to the Lord. What, uh, I, you know, I've heard you talk in the past and that, look, that's a little bit inside of kind of why we do what we do at Harvest. just the idea of worship in general, how we think about it. Uh, I think, I think you, I'm not saying this is original to you, but what you like to say is it's kind of this rhythm of of revelation and response. Is that right? Yes, and and that's definitely it, that's not original to me. Well, none so. of us, certainly none of us thought it was. <laughs> it's probably way too profound. Uh, no, so uh, a buddy of mine named uh, Matt Boswell, um, who uh, is, uh, is is a pastor of a church uh, down in Texas. Um, has an organization called Doxology and Theology. Wrote a book called Doxology and Theology that really. Um, that really helped shape the way that I view what we do corporately now. Um, and, and that's something that he said, um, you know, in his book that, that worship is a rhythm of revelation and response. So as we, uh, as we understand more of who God is, as, as we, as we see who he is, as we think of the great works that he's done in our lives, that's, that's going to cause a celebration and, 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 and joy-filled response in us to, to sing and to praise Him and to thank Him when we uh, see in the Scriptures um, the reality of the brokenness of our sin. That's going to cause our hearts to be driven to confession um, and, and a desire to, uh, again, understand what God has done for us and washing us uh, clean of our sins. And so uh, it is. It's it's this rhythm of revelation and response. And um and so we, we always want to put, I mean, even the way that we do the call to worship, right? I mean, um, when you look at our service order, I mean, the reason we have the call to worship and, you know, a scriptural call to worship in the spot that we do is because we want to immediately respond in song to what it is that we've just heard about who God is. Um, and so all of those things are done with intention and thought. So what goes into, uh, maybe approve is the wrong, but, but you've got a song, maybe it's a new one, maybe, maybe something just came out, and you're trying to figure out, okay, is this something we should or could sing at harvest? What, uh, what's your process in thinking through that? I mean, the first thing that I'm going to do is even before 
I mean, you hear a melody, it may be a really catchy melody, it may be something that's easy for people to sing. Um, and there's a lot of songs that are written that, uh, that have really good melodies. And, um, and, and uh, just the musicality of a song can move us emotionally. I mean, that's just how music works. Like we can be, we can be moving emotionally by a song, but even me, even I can, be. even Jamie. And that's, that's rare. Uh, but Jamie did, I mean, recently you, you, you sent me a whole CD of, of, of myself, know, of my some, originals. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, that's right. One day y'all are going to get that in the podcast. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> my last day at harvest. <laughs> but, um, but what the song is is stating about God obviously matters. And so it has to be true. And if it's not true, we can't sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I now, think... Look, and just to interrupt you, yeah. uh, what I'm hearing you say, and I think you do, is like every single part of it needs to be true. Not yes. mostly true. Not, okay, I can, I can figure out a way to bend that to where it's true. But in and of itself needs to be... True from start to finish. From start to finish, it has to be true. And and in in confession, I mean, there's been songs that that I've had members bring up to me in the past that that we have that we have sung, and a line in the song, um, they had a question about what the meaning of that particular line meant, and I couldn't give a really good gospel answer, and so mm. we 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 took the song out, and we mm. just said, you know what. Um, you know, I've, I've searched the scripture and, and it's it's a little bit confusing and, and potentially misleading. So we're not going to sing that song anymore. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and one of the other you know things that, that we really have to, again, to, to be focused on is, is the song about us or is the song about, are we really trying to sing about who God is? Because there's a lot of lyrics out there, especially on the radio and, and other places where it's just, it's man centric lyrics. Again, we're yeah. just focused internally on, on us. And, um, again, we, we, we want, what's going to change us is if we're singing about the glory of God and his character and his love for us and, and what he's done. Um, yeah, not, not necessarily what it is that, uh, that, that we're doing in response to what he's done for us. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that that there can't be any, you know, first person pronouns in any of the songs we sing. Right. I mean, this, the Psalms, the biblical P S A L M S Psalms, are filled with David saying, "I will this, I will that, I will boast in the Lord, I will, you know, take joy in the Lord." So it's not to say you can't ever have that, right. but I think the key thing you're saying is man centered. If the song centers upon us as the main theme then it does seem like something's gone amiss a bit. Right. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Now, what I don't want to do is say, who should our people not be listening to? That's probably not totally fair. It would make two people mad. It create too many questions. I get that. I will say I do think there's better or worse things that our people could be listening to. So without saying the yeah. worse, let's talk about the better. That, that you know, whatever. Somebody wants to make a iTunes so can you make playlists on iTunes? I don't even know how that works. I think so. Yeah. Maybe something like that. But just Spotify, or you want to, you would get an album, download something. What are some uh, artists, uh, some bands that that you like to listen to that you go, yeah, they, this is not just good music, yes, but lyrically you can really trust what they're singing. Yeah. And who are some people we sing? People might not even know the origin of some of our songs on Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a lot of the people. I mean, the, the the people that 
you know, we're, we're singing their songs would be the people that I would suggest. And so, um, you know, one of the new groups that are out that, that are really writing some, some really good, strong contemporary hymns, um, is, a is a group called city of light. Um, yeah, like them Australian group. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so they, they've written some really good stuff and we've, we've done, um, ancient of days. You've done ancient of days, but also, um, yet not I, but yet, Christ yep, through me. Yet not I, but, but, uh, Christ through me is another good one. Um, another good group is Sovereign Grace Music. Um, they have a, a lot of different artists, um, but uh, the organization is led by a guy named Bob Coughlin, who's been around for a long time, mm. and and really is he's had a tremendous impact on um, just the, uh, the 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 culture and the songwriting environment that uh, uh, that exists today. I mean, even guys like Matt Boswell, who I mentioned earlier, have, have been. Um, you know, impacted by uh, by Bob Coughlin a lot and, and what they're doing at Sovereign Grace, and so songs like "Behold Our God," "All I Have Is Christ," and those are songs that uh, that came from Sovereign Grace uh, Music and Ministries. Yeah. Um, and then um, again, Matt, Matt Boswell, uh, Matt Papa, some of those guys are um, they just write really good, rich music. Uh, mm-hmm. The Gettys, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Keith and Kristen Getty. Um, anything that they uh, that they write is. Uh, you know, is going to be uh, solid theologically and, and they're really trying to focus on making the, the melodies of the song singable. Um, and, and, and that's one of the important parts of corporate worship, right? I mean, I grew up again, I grew up in an environment, um, I've, I've kind of a wild church history. Um, but, uh, but I grew up in a, uh, in my formative years in, in a charismatic environment where really the the whole focus, I mean, I was taught this, I was taught to, you know, just, just close your eyes, draw a circle around you and imagine that it's just you and God. This is just your time to, to, to sing to the Lord. And the reality is that's not biblically what we're called to, mm. um, in a corporate gathering In a corporate gathering, we're, we're called to address one another with Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And so we want the melodies to be able to reflect that. And so, um, so those, uh, the, all those groups do a good job of, of writing melodies that are singable, um, with, with lyrics that are, um, just rich in, in, the, in, in, in strong theology rooted in the gospel. Um, and so, uh, so those are some groups for sure that, uh, that everyone can check out to listen to. Yeah, I don't know that uh, even the Gettys are talented enough to make a melodable melody singable for me. But I'm working on it. <laughs> I've heard you, man. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not. Let's uh, let's do talk about that one thing you said though. Sing to one another. I know Kenan's really big on congregational singing. He's even talked about it from stage about really singing. Let's really hear each other, hear one another. And I think that's one thing you do really well is. And this, again, is not to disparage others who do it differently, but you're very much not in the spotlight on Sunday morning, even though you do hold the title, the position, worship pastor here at Harvest. But several different people sing on Sundays. You know, it's not kind of the Tony show. And is that something that you reached via experience, conviction, studying the scriptures, because there's intentionality, even in the the way we have different people leading different songs, is my assumption. Yeah, I mean we we have we have tremendously gifted people at Harvest. 
um, which has been a blessing to be able to, to work with people. And we know those gifts come from the Lord and, and those individuals want to use the gifts God's given them to, to, to bring glory to his name. And so, um, yeah, we definitely don't want it to ever, um, I mean, much like we do from a, a, you know, a message perspective, I mean, um, Kenan is going to teach the the majority of the, you know, of the sermons, you know, over the course of the year, but, um, he's not going to do 50 out of 52 weeks, you know, like a a lot of churches that, that you come across. And that's one of the things that I've always been encouraged by, you know, we've, we've got other people that can teach. And so, um, let's, you know, let's, let's let them teach the word of God and, and, it's it's the word of God is going to speak to us no matter who uh, who is is teaching if they're being faithful to exposit the word of God and so um, in the same way whoever's singing the songs it it doesn't matter as long as we're singing um, truth about who God is that, that that's really the focus and so when when different individuals lead it's because they have giftedness maybe their um, you know their voice is suited for that particular song or whatever it may be but again the, the focus is really not on that at all I mean we want the focus on Sunday mornings to be uh, the people of God singing the praises of God I mean yeah. when we started out it you know we started out with a piano and a cajon and that's all we had for a long time for those who don't know which was me most of my life the cajons the <laughs> I, I just call it the little box people sit on little box that's right they hit it like a drum <laughs> that's exactly kind of like a bongo yeah just just a little just a little percussive you know it's it, kind of it like a, with it's kind of like a condescending bongo it looks down at all the other ones that people sit <laughs> the, oh, I, that's the first time that's ever been stated that way probably so <laughs> Uh, but but notice we 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 want the main sound in the worship center to be the people of God singing the praises of God and and you know the reason that we've added instrumentation over time um, is not because we think it's necessary um, but we have people that are uniquely gifted in our body and and we want them to be able to use those gifts to to, to glorify the Lord and so uh, but that's why we have a rhythm of sometimes we'll do full band sometimes we'll uh, be right. broken down and kind of do acoustic bands um, uh, because it's it, it doesn't um, you know stylistically it doesn't matter what we're doing what, what matters is that we're singing truth about God mm-hmm. in a way that the congregation can engage in singing that truth with us well, and I, I think it's good to have a, a a a rhythm that changes a bit, just just because we want to guard against preference, you know, preferences being king. We want the truth to be king, and and preferences are subsidiary to is it true? Uh, okay, last few minutes we have. I do want to give you a little bit of time. Bill Garner mentioned this at our members meeting, but talk a little bit about the Harvest Collective. I don't know if all of our members are that familiar with it and certainly some are what is it uh, what's the purpose of it and how do our, our church members get access to it well yeah in the same way that um, you know we've we've been singing other people's songs you know, the city of lights the sovereign graces etc um, you know um, songwriting is a is a huge passion of mine it's a huge passion of uh, chase houses as well um, and he's he's a tremendously gifted songwriter and, and we have other people in our body that that enjoy the writing process as well. And so we have uh, we've really started to to begin writing together. And so uh, the collective is 
is really um, from a songwriting perspective, it gives us the, it gives us the opportunity to be able to put songs that we've written out um, and uh, and get that out in front of our body and to be able to do that in a way where they can have access to that music. And so that's why uh, we're doing some of those recordings. I mean, a song like uh, "To God All Praise and Glory" is is a song that we've been recently doing. Um, that uh, it's just a really rich song, and um, you know that's a song that Chase. Uh, it was an old hymn that Chase took, and 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 he redid. Mm-hmm. Christ the Great Foundation is another one that we've uh, that we've redone. Um, and so, uh, so the collective, from a songwriting standpoint, just being able to get those songs out to our church. Um, uh, Long term, you know, what we really envision the collective being is is an opportunity for uh, artists really of all kinds, you know, whether, you know, whether you get painters or sculptors or uh, spoken word artists or, um, you know, whether you've got, uh, you know, engineers and producers or songwriters and musicians, we want, we want people to come together and, and collaborate uh, around the arts and, and be able to, um, you know, not only put songs together, but then, you know, take a song and, and, and put a devotional to that song and create art around that song uh, that just glorifies God through the arts. And so the collective's a way, uh, kind of at a 30,000 foot view, that's that's one of the things we want the collective to be able to do. No, that's, that's uh, I think it's a, it's a really cool idea. I know you've already put a lot of work into it and hopefully that it kind of grows and expands moving forward. I do know that if, if I want to listen to some stuff that you've already put out, I think we had a CD go out last year, right? And you can also get it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's out on Spotify, iTunes, and, and you just put in Harvest stream. Collective, or yeah, just type in Harvest Collective, and and you'd be you'll be able to find. The and music. you can hear Tony Fisher's voice anywhere you go. Oh goodness gracious! Well, um, yeah, no, I don't know about that. Maybe we shouldn't tell our people to go on and download it. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's actually really, really good. And even on that, you'll notice some of the the diversity in sound and, and type of music, style of music. And I know Effie's on there singing and Chelsea sings, you sing, Chase sings. So it, even the that first album y'all put out really reflects the uh, vision that you even talked about for our church. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something that, you know, we're passionate about and, and, uh, and and there's, there's just, there's, there's beauty, there's beauty in, in, in artistic expression in all kinds of different cultures. And, and so the collective's going to be a a really uh, exciting way to, to bring that together. Um, And, uh, and we hope ultimately what it does is, is create conversations and creates friendships, um, you know, um, that, uh, you know, again, centered around the arts, though, that, that, that allow us to, um, to tell stories in a way that glorify God, you know, so, so we're, we're, yeah, we're really excited about it. We've got, so the, we've got a website that will, uh, that, that we've already, uh, put together, but, uh, we're not going to launch it until, um, uh, mid-October, maybe November 1st is kind of what we're looking at um, to launch it. And, and that'll be a place where you can go on and you can hear some of the music. Um, we'll have original uh, content on there. We'll have covers on there. Uh, we'll have some devotionals and, and you know, theology papers on particular songs just so that uh, people can understand what the song was written about, why it was written. Um, and so uh, it'll it'll be a, a just a cool, creative environment um, for people to uh, engage with if they if they want to go and access the music. 
Yeah, that's great. I didn't even know about that. So we'll stay tuned and we'll get that website out there when 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 it's ready to launch. Yep. That's a great idea. Hey, thanks for being here for all the work you do at Harvest. I know I give you a hard time, but I really am thankful for you. think uh, you do a great job. Thankful for all the people that sing as volunteers, uh, play instruments. Thankful for Jonelle and Fred uh, every Sunday morning who, who run sound and make it happen. So it's a good team. We're really blessed to have it and look forward to everyone uh, coming to church and, and really singing uh, with their energy and passion as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen.